Welcome to Sales Tech Stars Sales Star Podcast. This is where we feature news, tips and insights on B2B sales. Happy to have you here. Kevin Tate, CMO at Clearbit, a marketing data engine that helps drive customer interactions, is here today to share his top CMO moments and marketing best practices. Kevin, thank you so much for taking the time to participate and we're excited to hear from you and we're happy to have you here. Welcome to the Sales Star podcast. Before we dive in, tell us a little bit about yourself. You've been in marketing for a while. What what has that been like through the years and how did you arrive at your current role at Clearbit and how how's that been going for you? Sure. Well, thanks for having me, Paroma. Really excited to be here. Appreciate the opportunity. And you're right. I've been in marketing for, for a while now. I've been in some form of sales and marketing role for about 25 years, really focused on marketing and market development for the last 10 or 15. And my role at Clearbit is a fairly recent one. I, I landed at Clearbit about four months ago. And boy, it, what an exciting space and market and what an exciting time in the company. The amount of growth that the market is experiencing right now as companies put data to work all across their funnel. And uh, the pace of growth at Clearbit from a company and product perspective has been super exciting. Absolutely. And we're definitely going to dive into all of this a little bit more, but let's get to the theme of the day. We're here to talk about some of your biggest moments in marketing and your biggest tips and best practices that have helped you drive efforts and ROI over the years. So let's start with some of the biggest concerns that are facing digital marketers today. We're in a very heavy online environment and while a lot of companies worldwide are sort of trying to balance the shift to this complete digital first format while also keeping the future changes in mind, the fact that you also have to have some kind of balance when when it comes to your offline strategies. It's still a very challenging time for digital marketers, for marketers on the whole. So what are some of the biggest concerns that you see facing digital marketers today? What keeps them up at night and what are some of the top best practices that you'd like to share? That's uh, a great question. And I for our uh, area of focus, which is really B2B marketers. So we're working with go-to-market teams that are selling to companies, selling to B2B buyers. They are experiencing a very profound and accelerated shift toward digital and online buying. And that's something that was in place before the last couple of years, but our remote work life has really accelerated that shift. And so to, to put a finer point on it, the companies that are selling online services or internet-based services or software to companies have found that the buyers at those companies want to do the great majority of learning about products and trying out products and evaluating products and even negotiating and purchasing products online. And it wasn't that long ago that uh, a lot of especially the middle and the and the lower part of that funnel was human driven right all right we'll get you in touch with the salesperson a salesperson will guide that buying process or even drive that buying process and that's just not the case anymore so the biggest shift and it creates both challenges and opportunities for b2b go to market teams is this shift toward B2B digital buying. And I think it's very exciting. I think it, it puts the onus on companies to really take a fresh look at what their digital funnel looks like for B2B and make sure that they're uh, you know approaching that with, with fresh eyes and talk a little bit about what that means from a tactical perspective too. 
Absolutely. So obviously there has to be a stronger connection between the kind of strategies they follow and the kind of MarTech best practices that they adapt to, you know, and we've been noticing a lot of concerns surrounding at the correct kind of attribution, the correct kind of measurement, optimizing what kind of marketing technologies are used, where and how. In your experience and also now at Clearbit, what are some of the MarTech best practices that have worked for you and your teams and what do you you think that today's B2B marketers need to especially be paying more attention to? Yeah, there's a lot in play right now. I think, um, you know, at the highest level, B2B teams embracing the buyer journey as one that the buyer largely controls. And so trying to not necessarily wrest control from a B2B buyer who's who's learning and evaluating in their own way and their own pace, but rather how do you show up and make sure they have everything they need to, to make an informed decision and, and to decide for your product. So if you zoom down a level at what that means from a best practices perspective, we see companies that are bringing Clearbit in particular into sort of three different areas. The first is how do you understand that prospect? Understand everything you can about their company, what other technologies they're using, what size, what industry. I mean, that context is so important as you try to meet that business buyer and help them along their journey. So understanding your visitor, your prospect is a huge, huge piece. And then once that prospect is in your funnel, is going through their buyer journey, the second big one is removing any kind of friction. So, you know, every time that that prospective buyer can't find what they're looking for or gets hit with a big, long form with 19 fields to fill out or finds that they can't experience or evaluate the product in the way they hoped, all those friction points really have a big impact on that buyer journey. And so looking for places to remove friction in the funnel becomes a big part of, of meeting buyers on their terms. And then the third one, the final one, and it's really interesting to see how this one plays out, is really speed. When selling, especially internet-based services, you know, so selling software or productivity tools to companies, there's a lot of competition, right? There's, there's going to be a number of companies that any buyer is, is looking at and evaluating. And the company who can meet that buyer's needs and meet them on their journey the fastest is very often in the best position to win that customer. I'll give you an example. I, I mentioned long forms before and certainly shortening the number of fields on a form by using information you already have at your fingertips to make it easier for that customer. That's a great example of, of point two, removing friction. But even better, and we see companies doing this, is when somebody starts filling out a form to say they're interested or they want a demo, as soon as you can tell that they are in your ideal customer profile, that they're a great match for your product, pop up a chat window and start a conversation with them right there before they even finish filling out the form. And back to the point of speed, you want to engage that buyer before they finish that form and move on to your competitor's site to, to uh, you know continue their exploration. So that's a big part of this is the combination of understanding, removing friction, and maximizing speed. 
And this has also been a core area of concern because a lot of marketing teams, a lot of marketing leaders have been talking about this, but implementing this is is part of the challenge. And then once you have your tools and systems in place, breaking down this data, setting up the right workflow, that becomes a secondary challenge. So while all of this is evolving, it's sort of being optimized in the marketplace as we speak. What, how, in what ways do you feel these newer trends or these newer, you know, requirements from B2B marketers? the need to drive better customer journeys, the need to have a personalized effect with every kind of conversation that you sort of track, follow and drive across channels. How do you see all of this changing the future of B2B marketing? Like say in the next five years from now, for instance, do you think you'd have an AR driven landing page taking over the system? So what are some of the thoughts that you feel, some of the exciting moments that you feel will start changing the face of marketing and especially B2B marketing? Yeah, it's a great question. And I, I do think it's it's changing a lot. It is going to change a lot. I think a big enabler and driver of that change is the role of data, the role of intelligence and the ability to act on that intelligence at all these different points in the stack. And, and your example around uh, AI-driven landing pages is a good one. I want to get back to that one. But part of what allows for data to be used in a more pervasive and effective way is its is its actionability, its availability. An analogy I kind of like is it wasn't that long ago that when you thought about music from a consumer perspective, my quote music library was over on a hard drive somewhere, or maybe it was even in my stack of LPs or in my tapes, but it was a subset that lived somewhere else and I had to go get it. And then I could go get it off the hard drive and play it if it was on that computer, right? And that doesn't even make sense anymore, right? With the advent of Spotify and Apple Music, Of course, pretty much all the music is available everywhere instantly. As you sort of uh, take that for granted, changes how you think about music and consuming music and, and enjoying music. And I think that in a large part is what's happening with intelligence in the MarTech stack. We're we're shifting right now from the point where there's data or intelligence about a company or prospect, but it's probably stored over somewhere that's hard to get and not sure what format it's in and how can I get to it to it's just there. It's at our fingertips. And so the question becomes, how do you put it to work in the most effective way and at scale? So to your point, things like AI-driven orchestration and automation, the ability to use machine learning and pattern recognition to figure out how to help buyers on their journey in the most effective way. Again, at very, very large scale, hundreds of thousands of companies coming through your funnel. How do you use intelligent systems to cater to them in the thousands and tens of thousands, not trying to do it manually one by one? That's where this is headed. And so the combination of pervasive intelligence, sort of always on intelligence, and then the availability of things like AI and ML to allow for the orchestration of that funnel and putting that intelligence to work at the points that matter most. I think that's what it's going to look like in the very near future. So it's it's going to be really exciting to see the way data reshapes that funnel, even the next three to five years. Absolutely. And while we're all going to be on the lookout for these changing trends and 
these evolutions in B2B marketing, it's also going to be a very exciting time. It's going to also be an exciting time for MarTech as the whole industry sort of evolves and changes to meet these newer customer needs, these newer marketing needs. So probably in the next couple of months, we'll definitely have a follow-up conversation on that bit. But before we sign off for the day, we'd love it if you can share some thoughts on what it takes for CMOs today to drive better marketing impact. So there, there's a lot there's a lot happening in the marketing world. There's a lot that MarTech has changed for marketers, even in terms of team structures, in terms of how CMOs should be dealing with their teams, what kind of roles they need, what kind of tasks they need to allocate to different kinds of roles. And, you know, there, there is more of a requirement today to have a better technology background. So how do you feel CMOs can sort of fit the piece and what best practices do you have for CMOs in general? Uh, it's a great question. And I, I think that the role of CMO is such an interesting one because it's often, I think, cast, rightfully so, as, as a change agent at companies. The CMO is often coming in to help up-level the brand positioning or evolve how the story is being told or kind of put broader shoulders on the company as they grow into a new market. And all those are changes in you know the, the story and the narrative and, the, and the, the value to customers. But the other side of the change equation is really change management. And that's more internal. And I think part of what you know I've learned being in this role a couple of different times is the internal change management is as important as that e- external story evolving. And what I mean by that is making sure that all the teams, you know, as you point out, we've got sales teams and marketing teams and product teams and internal customer success teams. How do you make sure that they come along with you as you evolve the narrative and you all arrive at that destination together? That's a particularly interesting and uh, thing to focus on in a remote environment, right? Making sure that everybody, even if we're not physically together, we're together on this journey as the company and the positioning evolves. I also think you bring up a really good point in your question around technology and making sure that the systems that are being used to collaborate and to communicate and to measure success are all firmly in place. And I'm less sort of religious about exactly what those systems are, but more important that everyone shares them and that there's a consistent way of knowing how work gets done how programs and campaigns and messaging is launched, and then especially being able to measure its success in a way that your partners on the go-to-market side, the sales team and the customer success team, can see that as well. And I think that measurable success ends up being an important part of that change management aspect and arriving at that, that destination together. Thank you so much, Kevin, for all of this and for taking the time today to, you know, share all of these insights and tips. We've had a very, we've had a nice, comprehensive, all-rounded conversation this time. We'll definitely have you back again soon, probably on a debate between MarTech and SalesTech and how to integrate the two better. That's always on top of mind for everyone. But in the meantime, we wish you and the team at Clearbit all the very best. And until the next time, stay safe. Thank you, Paruma. Really appreciate it. Take care.